This is the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez. In a recent issue of the magazine, we ran a story about Aganorsa, its tobacco, its cigars, and its founder, Eduardo Fernandez. Aside from its own brands, like Casa Fernandez, Aganorsa manufactures cigars for various brands. One of those is Illusioni, one of the most highly regarded of the boutique brands of premium cigars. While I was in Esteli for that story, I had a chance to interview Illusioni founder Dion Giolito. We talked about Aganorsa and, more broadly, about his own company and approach to cigar making. First, though, a word from our sponsor, Safra Rum. At Cigar Snob Magazine, we know that man cannot live on water alone, which is why we keep a healthy stockpile of Safra Rum at the office. I'm Nick Jimenez, Senior Editor of Cigar Snob Magazine, and I'm here to tell you that every time we crack open a bottle of Safra Rum, we are impressed. In fact, I'm kind of hydrating with Safra Rum right now. It's unlike anything else, in part because of Safra's small batch approach. They use only hand-cut sugarcane and process it into top-grade molasses, distill in column stills, and ferment in a proprietary locally grown yeast. The rum master then ages the virgin rum in carefully selected bourbon oak casks. The end result is a rum masterpiece that's great for top-shelf cocktails, drinking it on the rocks, or even just drinking it neat, which, by the way, is what we did when we paired this in the pages of Cigar Snob magazine with the Oliva Serie B Melanio, but it goes great with just about any cigar. Here's what we had to say about Safra Rum. Quote, the rum introduces smooth, honey, caramel, and molasses flavors that start to complement the coffee, chocolate, and spice from the cigar. Safra also received an exceptional 95-point rating from the Beverage Tasting Institute, so we are not the only ones who are crazy about this stuff. It's just another one of their prestigious awards. Ask for Safra Rum at your favorite retailer, restaurant, or bar. Make sure you follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Safra Rum. That's Z-A-F-R-A Rum. Safra Rum. Always drink responsibly, and remember that there is no rum without Safra. All right, and now here's my interview with Illusioni's Dion Giolito. Uh, first, with regards to uh, Pedro, Pedro Martin, and, uh, you know, sourcing, uh, you know, Eduardo, you know, took these growing techniques and, uh, you know, basically expanded on it because there's so much, uh, there's so much comparison to, you know, trying to be Cuba, trying to create, recreate what Cuba did. But there's, there's only one Cuba, right? You know, and, and there's only one product that comes out of Cuba. Uh, it's like uh, French wines. Uh, everybody says French wines are the best. Okay, well, okay, well, which French wines? You know, what, what, what brand, what label, what vintage, what crop year? You know, I mean, French wines, uh, France makes some of the best wines in the world, but not all French wines are world-class. You know, there's obviously world-class wines that come from uh, Spain, Australia, Napa Valley, Oregon, you know, etc. So, how I looked at it is um, initially when I started, uh, or when I got experienced to uh, the tobacco that uh, Pedro Martin was sourcing, I found something extremely unique, unlike anything else that was coming out of Nicaragua. And that piqued my curiosity. Um, and so, going back to what Eduardo says, taking the traditional techniques of Cuba, and, and implementing them in Nicaragua, he made 
and created the potential, the best of what Nicaragua had to offer. You know, so it created a completely unique tobacco in and of itself, you know. So the arguments could be made, you know, back and forth. Is this better than that? Is this country better than this? Is this product better than that? But, you know, we uh, here uh, with, with Eduardo's materials really, we really do consider that these are the best products, uh, standalone products that, that come out of uh, that, that come out of Nicaragua, hands down. You know, are they better? Now it gets down to personal opinion. You know, so. Um, but another thing that that you know gets thrown around in this industry a lot too. You know, Eduardo is very passionate. You know, about his business. Uh, we're all passionate. You know, we, otherwise we wouldn't be here. Um, but the way we look at it, it's you know the word passion. It gets thrown around. It's almost just like white noise now. But. Um, what we like, I think, to convey to um, uh, the people that enjoy cigars from this factory, you know, we particularly, we try to create an emotional attachment. It's extremely important, you know, because it is, we're all so passionate about it. And the tobacco creates a direct emotional attachment to uh, the, uh, 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 the end user, you know, the, the person that, that smokes cigars. And so we see that. And it's not that we're trying to take advantage of it or capitalize on it, but we feel that we have something that's very unique and very special with the materials uh, and, and the land that Eduardo grows on to, to create uh, and solidify that emotional attachment. Um, you know, uh, Eduardo also talked about you know, having opportunities, like, well, if I'm going to do it, I have to be all in, you know, and uh, it, it, in our circles, uh, particularly with, you know, one of my uh, uh, mentors in the industry, we also talk about this, this, you know, this uh, crystal ball, okay, now, we get exposed, and we don't even know it, okay, nobody really has a crystal ball, right? but we get these very rare opportunities to where this crystal ball is put in front of us, okay? And it's very, it's very subtle. Um, and it's, uh, how can I say, it's, um, it's you, you have to be keen on it. You have to realize when that opportunity is put in front of you because it might even, it just might only come maybe once or, or maybe twice in a lifetime if you're really, really lucky, but it's presented, it's put in front of you, and you have to be able to react. You know, Eduardo says being at the right place, the right time, it's all, all you know, all the stars have to align, align. And, and it really, uh, you know, what we do is very physical, you know, but there, 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 there's a lot more of it that takes place, you know, ethereal, you know, the ethereal aspect of it. You know, Eduardo says, you know, all the stars have to align, and, and, and that's, that, that's critical. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of truth in that. Um, because these situations present themselves so rarely, um, and they're truly gifts that come across uh, uh, all, of our, uh, uh, all of our paths through our lifetime. And they present, uh, they, they present that gift to us, and we have to be able to uh, be responsible and use it wisely. Um, so, 
you know, again, getting back, we all, we all have the same vision, I think, now in the factory. We've, we've really become um, uh, 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 more, we, we've become more of a machine. We have more of a focus and, and it's, it's can come down to a group effort. You know, everything has to be in line, you know, coming out of, you know, when the, when the tobacco is primed, it's hung in the, uh, it's hung in the barns from there, it goes to fermentation. Everybody has a specific job, you know, and that's more important than ever now. And we, and we've seen just from past experiences that if one of those, uh, uh, elements are slightly out of place, then there's potential catastrophe that could happen. So um, Eduardo has really uh, given the opportunity for people uh, in his organization to rise to the occasion and to take responsibility. And once you give them just a little bit of responsibility, it gives them a sense of being and placement and pride and they want to do good because they want to be a part of the team they want to be able to deliver uh, uh, that exceptional product uh, to to the market that, that that we've been doing you know for 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 many years now so uh, it's it's really kind of like a blessing in disguise for a lot of these people to come up from you know nothing to have that sense of pride and a job and something that they that that they truly care about in order to make all the cylinders you know all the cylinders file or fire and um, move move that car forward. Yeah, talk a little bit about how uh, you know, and again, especially for somebody who maybe is not as familiar with with your story, how how you get uh, into this business and what it means to you to be working with somebody uh, like Eduardo as as a partner so to speak right because uh, especially at uh even just in our office you know when we're when we're talking about um you know you almost have to put this in quotation marks because what does it mean anymore but boutique brands mm -hmm. your name always comes up as one of those people who's not just kind of like sitting back slapping labels on cigars like you're uh, of the people who don't have their own factories and farms, you're one of those guys like, well, he almost might well, as well. Like he's, he's, you're in there. Yeah, so it, again, it's, it's a real special relationship that uh, a brand like mine has with uh, Aganorsa and Eduardo. Eduardo has really uh, extended the luxury of letting me root through his entire business. You know, he's, he's really entrusted uh, a, a person like me to be able to go look at pilones, review pilones, tobacco. I mean, really that's 90% of what I do here is just making sure that the tobacco, uh, from uh, the standpoint that I look for, you know, the quality standpoint that I look for, uh, makes its way to uh, the Galera, you know, the Galera floor, so that we uh, uh, create that consistency, not only through, you know, products like Illusioni, but everything, you know, it's kind of, it kind of trickles down, so, um, Having that ability and access uh, to be able to put my hands on any and all of his tobaccos is is a rare uh, is a rare opportunity for a person like me in this business, you know. And the more I immerse myself in the back end of it and in the tobacco culture, the more. You know, for lack of better words, I'm going to throw that word out there again, but that passion, you know, that, that, that it created for me. You know, I, I wanted to learn more. I, I, I wanted to know why this tobacco has this type of characteristics, why it, why it works really well with this, uh, uh, with this certain component, but not so well with this other component. 
So it's almost like a, a back engineering process, taking a cigar at the beginning and going, well, this is great. This is a great cigar, but why is it great? And this is kind of what got me into the back end of the business in uh, you know, uh, 2004, uh, particularly having uh, been exposed to uh, the uh, tobaccos that uh, Pedro Martin was uh, bringing to the market. You know, it, it piqued my curiosity and I wanted to know why and I wanted to learn more. And as I learned more, uh, I saw the opportunity, you know, the crystal ball dropped down and said, you know, you have the opportunity to do something unique, not saying that it's going to be better or uh, 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 I'm going to reinvent the wheel, but we as, as a consortium or a group have the ability and have the unique uh, opportunity to do something that's different than what's out there right now. Right. Uh, Talk a little bit about what the, how you approach uh, from a marketing standpoint, taking a product, you know, it's, it's hard to, to say that any factory isn't, it's all a very traditional product, but somebody who's got such a commitment to that traditional approach and to, uh, and, and then sort of turning that into uh, a story and, and connecting with people who, um, are sort of interacting with it in a somewhat non-traditional way. Right, right. Uh, what's, your, what's your thinking there? Oh, sorry. So, you know, with, with regards to stories, right? Everybody has a story. Of course. Everybody has a story in this business, you know, uh, whether it's uh, the dream of Carlito Fuente starting out small uh, in Nicaragua, uh, having his, uh, uh, his, his, his business burned to the ground, taken away and he basically had to leave you know, go to the Dominican Republic, or Eduardo coming here. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's all about, shoot, I forgot the question. So the question was about the sort of juxtaposition between a factory oh, yeah, yeah. And, a, and, a, and a grower who are so committed right. to the traditional uh, and sort of marketing it in non-traditional ways. Yeah, you know, so, so again, uh, I, I guess relating to the stories, okay? Because a lot of the stories in this business kind of run into each other. You know, everybody says that they get the best tobacco. Everybody says that they have the best rollers. Everybody says that they have, you know, this. But in, in some cases it's true, and in some cases it's not true. Um, in our case, I can say it's true because again, uh, from a standpoint, from my standpoint, this is as close to being vertically integrated as you can possibly be because Eduardo grows the tobacco, ferments the tobacco, uh, then we bring it to the, uh, to the uh, uh, production here to use. So for me, that's, that's, that's very unique and, and, and very rare for, for, for a person coming from, uh, uh, from, from where I came from, you know, background. What also helped too is having almost, you know, 25 years in the retail uh, uh, business and being able to see the market trends and where things are going and coming to an operation like this where there's a big disconnect between what happens here versus what people uh, are looking for in, in, in the American market. Uh, I was, uh, I think in some regard, able to bridge that gap and to bring some of that information to uh, 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 people like Eduardo uh, and like some of my friend, other friends in the industry to be able to say, okay, if we just do it this way, if we, if we create a, a cigar that has these types of characteristics, 
this style, it has the best chance of success. Now, will it succeed? I don't know. Again, um, you just have to put it out there and let it go. But, but with all the infrastructure and everything that we have here, we have much more confidence knowing in, that the, in the quality of materials and the rollers and the, uh, the, the infrastructure, the staff, the people that Eduardo talks about, you know, the, the, that Eduardo has brought to the factory, that it's a much better chance rather than just uh, making a cigar uh, or an off-the-rack blend and putting a different uh, uh, brand identity on it and, and putting it in the market and saying, okay, let's try this one or let's try this. You know, we're not throwing things against the wall, many things against the wall to hopefully make them stick. Every single thing that uh, this factory produces has a very, very high rate of, of success just because of what Eduardo uh, and his team has set up here yeah. and the talent that surrounds him. So just kind of taking a, a total turn here, but as long as, as long as we got you hooked up to the mic, uh, somebody is, you're, you spend a good amount of time in Estelí. Somebody is visiting Estelí. Outside of cigar factories and farms, what do you recommend they do? Eat. Yeah, any particular yeah. places? Yeah. Or dish I, I, recommendations? Yeah, there's, or? there's a lot of, I, I like the smaller cafes. Yep. You know, I mean, there, there's really nice, you know, restaurants like Puliasos, it's fine, but I mean, yeah, we have American steakhouses, or we have this or that, but I mean, really what I like are, are just the little, the little worker cafes, you know, just some simple uh, gallo pinto, some uh, smoked pork, uh, some, uh, some fresh cheese. I mean, just the real simple dishes. I mean, that's, that's kind of like what I like. And, and again, it's, 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 it's all interconnected, right? Because assembling a dish yep. is almost the same as putting a blend together. You have to hit certain components in order to bring uh, all these qualities together. You know, and you're working inside flavors. of the confines of blending solids. Right, right. I mean, it's like if you're cooking and you add too much salt, okay? Well, the salt is there, you can't take it away. It's there for, you know, they're saying, oh, well, you can put potatoes in there and, you know, the potatoes will soak up the salt. Well, no, it's still going to be a real salty dish. So that's why it's extremely important um, on the manufacturing side that it gets that that the materials the right materials uh and the best materials get used and that you know kind of nothing slips past uh and gets in because little problems beca can become very big problems really fast uh and so again with the uh with the uh um infrastructure and the staff that eduardo has put in place and now that you know max is really uh overseeing it's it's the 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 um, not not to say that it's that mistakes will never happen because they always will in this business always mistakes happen in every business, um, but we can limit those we can limit our exposure to those uh, potholes because uh, again guys like Max are here uh, and um, you know Harold uh, you know which kind of has uh, is a man of many parts but he's just really in the nuts and bolts of it can can limit the exposure again of those potholes so that we hopefully won't run into them as often so let me congratulate you on the smoothest transition i've ever heard from gallo pinto to the pitfalls of cigar manufacturing yeah, right right uh, last question uh suppose somebody's hearing this and they haven't really explored a lot of uh of ilusion cigars um any uh pairing recommendations from um, your portfolio you know, I, it, it's pairing. I, I, I mean, people, that's where it just kind of gets really, um, 
snobbish, right? Well, even just I your mean, own personal. Right. So, so, so personally, I mean, I, I, I like to pair it with, with whatever, with whatever, with whatever. I mean, back in the day, I mean, cigars. I'll tell you, cigars and Dr Pepper are a fantastic combination. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Cigars and Dr Pepper are fantastic. Um, but it's really just what you like to enjoy it with. I mean, I like I like smoky scotches with mine, but it's not to say that I don't enjoy my cigars with a glass of wine. You know, there's some people out there that say that, say that uh, tannins uh, in wine adversely affect uh, cigars uh, and, you know, even beers. You know, there's been some beers I, I, I've had that, you know, like, like stouts, you know, heavy, real heavy stouts uh, that, that can actually alter the taste and the effect of the cigar on your palate. It can make it, it's like, man, this tastes really good by itself, but when you drink it with this, it's, it's terrible. You know, so I mean, it's kind of a learning process and curve. I mean, so yeah, scotch, scotch and cigars have always been like, kind of like the go-to. Um, some of the hotter scotches, the higher alcohol scotches can really dissipate the, the, uh, uh, the moisture on your palate can kind of burn your palate and, and won't allow the uh, delicate subtleties of, of the tobacco we use to, to come through to engage your taste buds. So scotch, yeah, is a good pairing, but sometimes it's not a good pairing. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. And uh, anything that people should be keeping an eye out from, from you guys? Um, hey, you know, we're really not here to talk about that. Sure. I mean, hey. it's, it's, it's about Eduardo. So, yeah. Uh, Okay, well, we've got the one in the background. Right. So, I did, I, I was able to uh, last year procure a uh, brand called One Off. Um, and it was a uh, grandfathered brand. And it was one of the first brands I remember that was just like a uh, Roman candle uh, for cigar brands. It made a huge impact. It was like an asteroid, you know, big dust settled, and then all of a sudden, through whatever reason, whether it was poor uh, management of the brand, uh, the uh, principal owner falling out of disinterest with it or just moving on to something else, it went away. But it still left a, a real viable impact. And it was one of the few, if only, brand, uh, only brands that, in my experience of 25 to 30 years, that people still had a story about. You know, I mean, brands have come and gone. I mean, people have made hundreds, thousands of brands, factories. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I remember that cigar. Yeah, it was a good cigar. But, you know, you hold up the one-off, you know, with that piece on They're like, what the hell is that? I mean, you remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I used to sell those cigars. They were, you know, we sold out every time. And then all of a sudden they went away. I don't know what happened. And so I kept my eye on it for years. And just uh, the opportunity arose to where I could uh, uh, get it. And uh, we're now making it here at Tabsa and uh, the materials are it, again it's one of those things where the stars aligned uh, the the tobaccos that we use came together immediately because of the superior crop years that uh, Eduardo has and we have an abundance of that tobacco you know to use so it, again it was just one of those things where right place right time everything came together Everything came together, you know, the brand, the tobacco, the opportunity, the, the time. So, I, I, but again, it's the market will tell, yep. you know, we already know it's, it's a beautiful cigar and we hope that uh, everybody else will realize that it, it is as well. Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot, man. All right.
Thanks very much to Dion for taking the time to do that interview. And as always, thank you for listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Rate and review us while you're there. You can also find episodes of the podcast at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. Share this episode with friends and fellow smokers who you think might be interested in the story. If you're a social media person, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cigar Snob Mag. Finally, make sure to send any feedback, questions, or comments you might have to feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. We might just respond to you here on the podcast or in the pages of Cigar Snob Magazine. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Nick Jimenez, and this is the Cigar Snob Podcast. At Cigar Snob Magazine, we know that man cannot live on water alone, which is why we keep a healthy stockpile of safra rum at the office. I'm Nick Jimenez, Senior Editor of Cigar Snob Magazine, and I'm here to tell you that every time we crack open a bottle of safra rum, we are impressed. In fact, I'm kind of hydrating with safra rum right now. It's unlike anything else, in part because of Safra's small batch approach. They use only hand-cut sugarcane and process it into top-grade molasses, distill in column stills, and ferment in a proprietary locally grown yeast. The rum master then ages the virgin rum in carefully selected bourbon oak casks. The end result is a rum masterpiece that's great for top-shelf cocktails, drinking it on the rocks, or even just drinking it neat, which, by the way, is what we did when we paired this in the pages of Cigar Snob Magazine with the Oliva Serie B Melanio. But it goes great with just about any cigar. Here's what we had to say about Safra Rum. Quote, the rum introduces smooth, honey, caramel, and molasses flavors that start to complement the coffee, chocolate, and spice from the cigar. Safra also received an exceptional 95-point rating from the Beverage Tasting Institute, so we are not the only ones who are crazy about this stuff. It's just another one of their prestigious awards. Ask for Safra Rum at your favorite retailer, restaurant, or bar. Make sure you follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Safra Rum. That's Z-A-F-R-A Rum. Safra Rum. Always drink responsibly, and remember that there is no rum without Safra.